broke down the old barriers, caste systems, and financial divisions that have created false senses of superiority. We seek to spread the message of God as it was when God gave it to our ancestors. Great news. We believe that this will liberate all those still in the bondage of their minds and spiritual chains. Welcome. We would like to welcome you to the Rock Church. The Rock Church stands again for revolution of church, where we pray that God resurrect, change, and evolve your mind to a higher place to seek your purpose. We accept all those open to worship and pray with us and serve God. We are a Bible-based belief circle, but we know that the Bible is only the basis. We encourage each of you to create a relationship with God Therefore, experience God on a personal, unique level in your life. You are welcome to our family. Ashe, well, it is so. Ashe. History of Rock. The Rock Church was founded in 2019 on the principle and scriptural reference of Jesus speaking to the disciple Peter. His name also translated to mean Rock. Jesus entered into Caesarea Philippi that was teaching about the identity of God and the triad of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But specifically on his part of son, Jesus deemed that one Simon Barjona had been given a holy revelation of who Jesus was. And that is the son of the living God. We as children of God use this as a basis to build relationship and religion or our practices of faith over our lifetimes. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus declares boldly that upon this rock, meaning the word God in him, Will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. In verse 19, Jesus goes on to declare, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This gives us the power to go out and operate in strength and confidence that God is both our shield and sword. Ashe, we're going to do so. Ashe. All right, Morgan, John 3.16. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that God gave only God begotten Son. God's only begotten Son. God's only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in God should not perish to have everlasting life. Not sure. Go. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, the NIV version. Ashe, Ashe. Um, bless you. Bless you. While, um, while we're still getting ready, we apologize for the lateness. Um, but while we're still getting ready, we still want to usher in God's uh, spirit and God's presence in this place. So I just want to uh, play a little bit of this, and then we'll get right into the message. Let's see if I can get this going.
Okay. to the prayer um so if you would bow your heads and close your eyes god maker of heaven and earth we bow these ashes in time to you resubmit those gifts that you've given us for this brief period of time that we call life we give you glory honor and praise for waking us up this morning giving us life and putting a brand new purpose promise and plan in our life we thank you for traveling mercies and grace. But God, most of all, we thank you for a message in the midst of our mess. We declare that everything that you have for us, that we will receive and more. God, enlarge our territories and give us the wisdom and prudence to maintain and excel. God, cover our children from the top of their feet, their feet to the, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. And let no hurt, harm, or danger come to them. We cancel every weapon that has been formed against them, and we declare that none of them shall prosper. We stand on the promises that you've given our forefathers and mothers before we were born about our lives. Give us the patience to understand that everything you're doing is for our good, so that you get the ultimate glory, honor, and praise. We declare that sickness, disease, and all manner of ailment healed right now under the authority of Christ that you've given us as children of God. We pray for a fresh anointing, that this scripture be daily bread and nourishment for our souls. In God's name we pray, Ashe. 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 Well, then it is so. I like to use for a scripture this morning, Mark 1, Mark chapter 1, verses 8 through 14. Mark chapter 1, verses 8 through 14. 14. It's Mark chapter 1, verses 8 through 14. Let me see. We didn't. We have it out. Say, I share. Alright, so let's stand for the reverence and reading of the word of God. And the scripture reads thus. And it came to pass in those days 
that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with wild beasts. And the angels ministered unto him. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the reign of God. Verse 11, verse 15, excuse me, wraps it up like this. And saying, the time is fulfilled. And the reign of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Everybody be seated in the presence of God. Say the word of God. Thank you for finishing that. The word of God for the people of God. Once again. Praise be to God. Thank you. They on track right now this morning. I like to use for a message title, Lent in Your Pocket. Lent in Your Pocket. That's L-E-N-T, Lent in Your Pocket. Noting that I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, a place with a mixture of gumbo or beliefs. This scripture and text reminds me that we are seasonally in a time for the period of Mardi Gras. And although COVID-19 has reigned since February of last year, this reminds me also to be thankful because death has truly passed over our house. Although hitting my aunt, it passed over my immediate family. And I'd just like to take a second to thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for covering me. Thank you, God, for keeping me. My alcoholism alone could have killed me, but you, God, preserved me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, I'm not in jail. Thank you, God, I'm not homeless. Thank you, God, I'm disease-free. Thank you, God, cancer missed me. Thank you, God, my kids are alive. Thank you, God, my marriage survived. I survived court. Thank you, God, for food, clothing. Shelter, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord. Then the verse says, You've been so good. You've been so good. You've been 
so good Said I just want to thank you Lord Lint in your pocket The focus of our scripture begins with Jesus traveling from Nazareth of, of Galilee His hometown to the river of Jordan to be baptized of John in Jordan. The baptism was both symbolic and predetermined as a means of God committing God's self to mankind and being transformed into a man and suffering something holy to be placed in a filthy vessel such as man. Then verse 10 says that Jesus came out of the water and the heavens opened, and the spirit like a dove descended upon him. And there was a voice that came from heaven saying, You are my son, in whom I am well pleased. I have to pause here because the writer Mark, who is usually regarded by scholars as the first to write the gospel of the life of Jesus Christ, assumes that the reader will just pass by the fact that all this is happening. I mean, can you imagine being a witness to this? Remember, John was a wild prophet who stayed in the woods and ate nothing but honey and bugs. And he was probably wearing some simple ripped clothing. And he smelled of the woods and carried the musk of his journeys. I'm trying to say he stank, y'all. John's skin... And nails were probably filled with dirt. And Jesus was immaculately clean and smelling good of fresh frankincense and myrrh. Why would this happen? I'm glad that you asked. It's a part of my case. Lint in your pocket. Please hold. Then, Mark, you say that when Jesus came up out of the water that the spirit came down on him and told him, you are my son that I'm well pleased in. Wait, what? Ain't Jesus God, as my little girl said yesterday? Then if Jesus is God, why would it be necessary for God to split God's spirit, divide and come down from heaven and touch God's own self and tell God that God was doing a great job? Well, I'm glad that you asked. That's part of my case as well. Lint in your pocket. Please hold. So after Jesus is baptized by John and authorized by God from heaven, he is immediately in verse 12 driven into the wilderness by the spirit with the lowercase s. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, not only hangry, but tempted of Satan. Say red with wild beast. God, you must be playing. Why? The angels ministered to him following this episode. And Jesus couldn't even rest because John was put into prison. The Bible says that Jesus went back to Galilee and started preaching the gospel of the reign of God saying the time is fulfilled or in other words I've done my time 
and the reign of God is at hand. Repent or turn away. In Hebrew, he would have said, Shuv and believe. Emunah. Or have faith in the gospel or good news. Lent in your pocket is just what it sounds like. God is putting something in your pocket for you to take with you this morning. God is saying, I want to lend you this word. Lent is the shortened word from the Old English, Lenten, which means the spring season. A celebration of a shift in the weather from the winter solace. Y'all don't know when to shout. God is literally saying that things in your life are going to change quickly. And you must prepare by being baptized. Not necessarily physically, but mentally removing the old dirt of your past and emerging victoriously over death and decay that it surely can cause. Somebody say be baptized. Be baptized. Jesus was baptized physically by John. Because how can you command someone to do something and not go through it yourself? These are my reference points. Matthew 28, verse 18, and Acts 2, 38. Jesus' baptism was also prophesied in Isaiah 40, 1 through 5. Also verse 9. Therefore, God was working on the front end and the back end of time to provide sources for the non-believers that first I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, then I'm going to do it. Furthermore, to answer the question from earlier, the Spirit, capital S, commissioned Jesus by coming down from heaven. So again, for the non-believers, they would understand that Jesus was ordained by the one and only entity that could ordain, and that is God. God shows God's power and authority by descending or an act of humility and leadership, which turns to show that if I came down in the sinful human form, then you can visit those in prison or on skid row. I've suffered it to be so for an example that those that are big balling in the church, that when it comes down to it, you will have to be humble and wash some feet. I hear y'all are quiet right now. Also, we can look here at the fact that we are all God's children and striving for God to save this is my son or daughter in whom I am well pleased being made in God's image. Next, you must be isolated, tried and developed, prepared even to go out and minister into your calling. I'm thankful for a God that I serve that will prepare you for your calling by isolating you 
from all of the distractions and then testing you to perform at your highest levels. Jesus was led up by the Spirit with the little s into the wilderness for 40 days. Why 40, you may ask? Simply because Jesus was preparing to be crucified as the ultimate sacrifice, but had to fulfill his 33 and a half years on this earth. Literally, God's timing is perfect. His 40 days was a proving time, a time to get Jesus' mind right, a time where his spiritual prowess had to be resolved and strong enough to suffer the passion and being mocked and ridiculed and spit on and betrayed. I don't know about you, but when they would have spit on me, I would have quit. That is the most disrespectful thing you could do in your life. When they spit on me, I would have struck them down and the situation would have been done. But Jesus suffered it to be so because he understood that it was God's will to be done. Yea, I say, things are shifting in the world around us and we are reading about it secondhand. We depend on the internet, social media, or newspapers Oh, we watch the news. But God here was moving in real time, changing things in the blink of an eye, and Jesus had to get ready. This ministry had to start. And all Jesus had was 40 days. 40 days to prepare, just over a month. Pastors, if you're listening here, can you imagine getting a ministry ready in 40 days? I've said it before and I've said it again. The fragility of time caught up with me as I read this message. I'm turning 40 this year. No, no, no. And God has been showing out all over the place with this pandemic. I'm thankful for my life today. The number 40 in numerology is how God speaks to the people in Genesis 7-4. Another part of my case, two epochs or two distinct time periods. 40 is a number that brings repentance, newness, preparation, self-examination, transformation, fulfillment of task, escape from bondage or slavery, personal fulfillment, redemption, and salvation 
and ultimately new generation in life. Rent in your pocket. Here, God is saying, take this new knowledge with you. But grace and mercy also. Jesus went through a lot of things in a little bit of time. I liken that, I like to say that I see myself in these scriptures. Since February of last year, we've been through a lot. And I've told this testimony over and over again. But I think it's not robbery to repeat it one more time. In February, we were just about to get married. We were still living in the apartment wondering what was going on. In March, we decided to get married. I remember being at the downtown CNN Center and seeing generals walking around. I seen soldiers walking around and I questioned what was going on. Lint in your pocket. God was literally preparing us for some things to go on. So we went to Walmart, spent about $1,200 good dollars, and began to prepare for the next 40 days. Not knowing whether Paolo would be out, not knowing whether the economy would be broken down, not knowing whether we would be the ones in the place of need. Stop now. Not understanding what would happen next. Put your pills down. See, God prepares us when we look around at what's going on. God allows us to go through different, different things to be prepared, developed, ready to go for the ministry. I looked last week and I've seen that we've been doing this ministry, the rock of church, uh, the revolution of church for a year now. But we only had a certain amount of time to get ready because things were quickly declining or deteriorating. Here, not only had Jesus be baptized, but he also had to go through the wilderness, be tempted by Satan, uh, be hunger, suggestive fasting, where he was vulnerable. But now God had to go through and begin a ministry. So what I'm trying to tell you today is that as things are shifting and changing in your life, as I said before, God is going to prepare you to start that ministry. And the ministry may not look like every other ministry. The ministry may not have all this money to begin. It may not have a building. But God says, start right there in your home. It may not have a big choir. But God says, start where you are. Jesus had to recruit James, John, and everybody else that was still out fishing or doing their regular day jobs. Lint in your pocket. 
literally means you may not have anything to start off with, but God will take those small things and make great things lint in your pocket. God doesn't require us to be perfect, but God requires us to be willing. Jesus was a willing vessel. John, James, and everybody else were willing vessels. Even Judas was a willing vessel. And he still had his part to play. God suffered it to be so, even knowing who Judas was, that Judas still had a purpose. It was interesting watching the movie Judas and the Messiah. Because this Judas was still doing things for the Black Panther Party, but then ultimately turned him in and had Fred Hampton murdered. Hmm. <laughs> Even our enemies and our haters and those people who vehemently oppose us still have their purpose. Because God is working in and outside of time to make sure that we're prepared and tested and moved and shifted. And we have pressure applied to us so that, again, we can perform on high levels. But you have to be willing. John says that the one that comes behind me, I'm not even worthy of unstrapping his shoelaces. But God suffered it to be so because John had a purpose there. John had a purpose on his life there. We have purposes in our lives. And what God is saying right now is that I'm calling out your purpose. I put a promise and a plan in your life and I'm calling out that purpose. Lent in your pocket. I can imagine that Jesus in a natural state was nervous. It doesn't mean that we won't experience fear. But fear won't handicap us to the place where we won't step out on faith and do what God has asked us to do. Lent in your pocket. A lot of you are saying, you don't know what I just did last night. Huh. Been there, done there, done that, got five t-shirts. God is not asking you to be perfect. God is asking you to be willing. Oh, oh, God, you, you don't understand. I, I, I just, I still smell like the club. I still smell like sex. I still smell like alcohol. You don't understand. Oh, uh, yes, I do. Been there, done that. Got five t-shirts. God is not calling the perfect, but the willing. Letting you know that you don't have to be stuck. God is giving you the tools. You just have to step forward. Take them and move on. There is a greater because 
God put it in you. I am that I am has forgiven you. Soon as you ask for it. The job of your sacrifice needed was finished before you got here. And Jesus, a friend, loves you closer than a brother for all your sins in life. God, thank you for the lint in my pockets. I don't want you to go anywhere else not knowing God, not knowing the gospel of Jesus, and that is forgiveness is available. And you have access to it through a relationship with Jesus. How does one build a relationship with Jesus or God? The answer is simple. We have to communicate, read, pray, and seek to understand God's purpose for us on the earth. As mentioned earlier, the Bible is just the basis, is levels to this. And all of us fall short daily. But, consist but consistently seeking the face of God and not the hand of God is how we get there. Whatever someone did to you or said to you before this doesn't matter. The prognosis or prescription they gave you is now invalid because Jesus, the healer, has stepped in and declared that you are God's child and therefore entitled to the benefits that God has designed for your life. If you are out there lost or wondering what this relationship or revolution of church is, I want to pray with you. Even if you're experiencing church hurt or being blackballed, I want to pray with you. Even if you say, Joel, I've been in church all of my life, or I don't believe in God, or whatever your situation may be, I want to pray with you. And if you're led to do so, please pray this prayer after me. God, God, God. I want to ask you. I want to ask you to come into my heart right now. God, change me. God, change me. Mold me. Mold me. Transform me. Transform me. And most of all, and most of all, I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm asking for forgiveness. And a new life. And a new life. God help me. God help me to stay rooted. To stay rooted and grounded. And grounded in your word. In those things, in those things that, you have for me. that you have for me. God, I believe, God, I believe that Jesus bled, that Jesus bled died, died, and rose for my sins. And rose for my sins. I, believe that you I believe that you have now given me, have now given me the, power the power to live, to live more, abundantly. more abundantly. I pray, I pray that, you develop me that you develop me and help me. And help me to unite, to unite with, those with those bound by the same purpose. Bound by the same purpose. Help me, help me to overcome, to overcome temptation, temptation, and be liberated by truth. And be liberated by truth. In God's name we pray. In God's name we pray. I share. I share. Well, then it is so. With that prayer and faith, today you've been redeemed and made whole. In God's eyes, you should rejoice right now.
Let's end with a corporate prayer. Everybody on the side of my voice, I want you to grab hands. Reach across the aisles and grab hands. Or even just raise your hands if you're by yourself. Please close your eyes and bow your heads to focus and show reverence. God, we don't declare that we have all the answers. And there are still so many out there hurt and still being murdered. But we can stand firm on the fact that your word has not come back void in 2021 years. So it won't start now. We pray for the families dealing with the murders of loved ones by the hands of police or the government. We thank you for the comfort of the Holy Ghost and the love of our own brothers and sisters on social networks and offline. We look forward to the dawn of a new day and new life that you've provided us through faith. We declare peace in our homes, our minds, our spirits, and in our country. God, we no longer fear death, for in accepting you as a savior, we have shared the unknown fear of death and rose with all power. We have gathered in this place to commit to change through realignment, recommitment, and reassertion of ourselves back into the lives of our family members and communities. We lose financial knowledge, wealth, and responsibility to reinvest. We bind ignorance, racism, death, and violence from police or our own brothers and sisters. We release healing of hurt families, lost fathers and mothers, and this COVID-19 virus. We bind this pandemic and the chaos caused. Through you, God, our source of strength and our redeemer. In God's name we pray. Say Ashe. Ashe. Say Ashe. Ashe. And Ashe. Well, then it is so. Connect with us and join us for more inspiration. If you need prayer, join us. We work with counselors and other resources to help you to get through. I love you, and I speak health, life, and greatness into your future. Have a phenomenal week, family. All mm -hmm. oh, for Christ to you, oh my brother. We offer Christ.